Oh, yeah. You almost did a rich running camp. Is that what you were thinking about? Here we go. Tweet his resurrection. It takes yeah. a balance yeah. 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 I have to sit here or judge. I've got a 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 I've Mark, are you down today? No. Nope. Nope. Are you the 9 Are you recording staff? Yes. I thought. Okay. Sure. Oh, you're Jacob. No, you're Mark. All right, I'm going to call the February 7th, 2024 zoning committee in order. Um, is there any public input? Seeing none. Is there any disclosures? Uh, Matt and Bridge, can you hear us? Yep. Yep, we can hear you. Thanks. All right. So, do I have an approval for the action report for December 6th? No matter. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Unanimous. Aye. Uh, do you want me to wait for Dan? Okay. Throwing upstairs. So you want to do? Let's go to six. Let's do the prime. Uh, yeah, just a brief update on the Prime Ag. Not a whole lot going on, um, but December 14th of last year, um, the Planning Commission work session, the Commission forwarded the ZOAM draft text to the Board of Supervisors with a recommendation of approval. As part of the motion, the Commission voted in favor to include the two savings clauses that were in the draft text as administrative process, and they directed staff to reformat the draft text format to the format of the two zoning. ZOM has been scheduled for March 13th, 2024, Board of Supervisors public hearing. And at this time, staff continues to prepare the staff report supporting attachments. Staff is also in the process of reformatting the draft text from the format of the revised 1993 zoning to the format of the new zoning ordinance that was approved on December 13th. So it's more user friendly? Yes, more user friendly. And once we do the final um, migration to the new platform called ENCODE, 
it'll be much more efficient than the PDF version that's out there right now. Uh, Encode, all the hyperlinks work. You can jump to definitions right away. If you're confused about the definition that's in there, it's all hyperlinked in. So it's going to be a lot better than what it is right now, which I I like the format better than it was. So uh, just a, continuing to improve that product um, as we get into the math format. What's the timing of that? Um, we do have a projected date, but I forget what it was. I thought it was really summer. Yeah, it's it's going to be a few months. Wait to get it into the format? To release it to the public. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's that means the, there'll be no action on the phone. No, no, no. Bank code plus visibility. Yeah, oh, makes it makes sense. It won't be. I, I'm sure that March 13th hearing, they're not going to take action. I'm pretty sure because we've had issues. And, that's probably what was it like? Go to TILA. Okay, it's anticipated. And I will just add when the Planning Commission voted to forward that amendment to 432 vote, um, the three that voted not to support that recommendation were actually supportive of the ZOAN but liked an alternative motion that they made, which differed from the motion went to the board. The went to the board was in terms of the percentage of primax oils to be preserved was 70%. The alternative motion was 60. The other one was the trigger that triggered the primax oil requirement. Um, what went to the board was five acres of non-contiguous primax oils, and the alternative motion was five contiguous acres of primax mm -hmm. oils. And then the other difference was the uses. Uh, what went to the board with the recommendation was uses that given primarily with the oil economy lot is that the uses that the work group agreed upon went into the responsibility where the alternative motion would just add it back in all the all the use to better be in the economy and let that be more study more with the rural zone. So those were the three kind of components that the two motions differ on. So just to let you know, I don't think you know, it wasn't that you have a mission in the phase of the zone, it was just maybe going to be something. So those are issues that are going to be highlighted in the back report as a good discussion to see what it is. Mar? Um, any update? Uh, last month, I don't know if we were here, but we did raise an issue that had been swirling around in the community of the use of conservation easement uh acreage right and the cal gross calculation and that it was staff was still going to be working with the county attorney's office is there any progress on that and will that be included in the staff it will not be included in the staff report i would assume it might be something that comes up with the board question i mean i know the last time it was raised it basically came came down to what the language and the easement said uh, so it's going to have to be reviewed case by case whether that is the intent i think I don't think the intent is to allow that land that's in a conservation easement to count for its density. Um, but according to the county attorney, it's going to depend on what the specific language says, because there's nothing in the zoning ordinance now that addresses that. And I think you know that what I provided to the county is that generally easements between BOF, Land Trust, Old Dominion, Northern Virginia Conservation Trust all have that language. From approximately 2014, 2015 on, 
Okay. So it's older easements right. that are going to be an issue. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start sort of a conversation with our committee. So as chair until September, maybe longer. Um, I feel like this the Zox kind of after the Zor was done kind of bobbed in waters and didn't go anywhere for the last six months or so. And I think the the this is a the prime act's been a big thing. And we've talked about having a possibly having a Zoc position on and the next we have another meeting before the next meeting. And I guess I'd like to take temperature of the committee whether Zach wants to formally take a position on Prime Ag and gear up for a input at the meeting on the 13th and then future input down to the T-Lug or wherever it goes or are we done and we're going to step back and just watch again? Okay. I would certainly encourage us to take a position on it. We've talked about it a good amount over the years. It's something we've definitely discussed at length. Um, I would really encourage us to step in on it. I'm actually also frustrated with how little we've had to do and how little they've utilized this body that is really well balanced with lots of good, you know, intelligence sitting in the room here. So this is one of the places I feel like I don't think it would be inappropriate for us to step in and, and put in our two cents on it. So from my perspective, it's interesting that obviously we're advisory and things change after they leave us, but then we never touch them again. Yeah. So I know that's a, not for everything. Right? And, and I think this young man next to me is going to give us an update on what the future looks like for things that may be coming through here. And I guess I just want to, if there's a precedent that we want to sort of touch things at the end as a committee, I think we should decide if we're going to pick things and do that. And if we do sort of have a path to get there. To be able to do so. The Board of Supervisors hear us. Well, they'll hear us. Well, they listen to us. <laughs> but if they don't hear us, you know, it's kind of feel like sometimes if you don't speak up, it's different than if you do speak up and they don't listen to you. And people don't listen to you. I can't say they didn't. Can't say they didn't. Hey, Mark. I think we're far better balanced in terms of the kinds of voices in the room than certainly the planning commission is. So I, I do think we have valuable input to offer. Bridge. Yeah. Um, so here's my. I, I'm. I'm all in for the idea, but I think we need to be careful um, because that's not our mandate. That's not what we've been authorized to do, and that's not our role or function. Our our role and function and mandate is to take the first crack at it and hand it off to the Planning Commission. So if we want to do this, and I don't think it's a bad idea, I think we should have clarity either from TLUC or from the board that they're in agreement that they want to have that feedback loop. I mean, I, I, I just think you want to be careful about advisory boards creating new feedback loops that you know, haven't been okayed. It's not about this ZOAM, it's about all future ZOAM. So are we gonna opine every time? So I just, I think we would want it, we, we would want their okay. Now we can all individually go, we all represent different organizations, we can all input, but 
Zoc is authorized to do what it's authorized to do and no more. So, again, don't think it's a bad idea. I'm all in to do it, but I think the board should be okay with it. Okay, I think we can, I don't, I don't have the bylaws, but I think we can take direction from the Planning Commission too. Or, or whoever it is, yeah. Or we take, or we take staff direction. And we don't have our Planning Commission member yet. We won't have that until tomorrow night, I think. But I think it's worth a discussion because I know that whether it's my voice or Jem's voice or Tia's voice or Mars' voice or Rich's voice, going to the podium and speaking outside of Zoc is a different delivery than speaking on behalf of Zoc. And I agree with you, Tia. You know, even though I think this committee gets accused a lot of being all developers, I think this is a pretty balanced committee as far as I'm concerned. And I just think we ought to talk about it. So, I want to echo what you said. I, I thought for a while that we've been too early in the discussion process. I think, I think the zoning ordinance rewrite was a good example of that. I mean, all of our discussion happened when we were talking about the magic marker outlines of how this was going to look. And I think our value, at least in my experience, back when this was ZOAG, when we were into the weeds of the text was where our value was. And I'm speaking from my opinion, maybe staff has a different opinion. I think we were very valuable in combing through the details of the text. And I think that there's a lot of things in the zoning ordinance rewrite that are those details of the text that there was a lot of stakeholder groups and a lot of people that put in a lot of work doing similar work that but maybe what I thought we would have been doing. So I'm not saying that that work didn't happen, but I would have really appreciated the ability as a stock room to kind of comb through that text a little bit, probably an impossible task. But I think I, I, what my point is, I 100% agree we should be later in the process because it feels like our discussions aren't zoning ordinance discussions. They often become policy discussions and we are the zoning ordinance committee and zoning ordinance is text. And if we're getting it too early, we're not able to evaluate the text. And so, yes, I think we should be speaking later often than, 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 than sooner. Now, I know the text is being drafted by staff and then the text goes to the planning commission. So there's, there's a balance there, but, I would certainly support. Right? Yes, it, it's it's you want some input early, but as we see things morph, like Primat, other bodies make changes, staff, planning, whatever, and then it gets to a point where when it goes up, it's a little bit different than it comes out from us. There's just the question of another touch. So this isn't about two touches; it's about one, but. Um, last night at the board meeting during staff's discussion of how they're going to be handling or how they propose to handle um, the data centers of OAM and CPAM, they suggested something, and maybe Dan can speak to that, <laughs> not me, um, but how they would propose to get feedback on, on the OAM. Okay, so let's let me close out Prime Ag first. So, sure. so I no, think, but I mean, no, no, it's a process, and question, I think Dan's going to give us some of that. Yeah. So I believe that I agree with Bridge that we probably need a little bit of direction before we jump into it to make sure we're good. I think it doesn't go to the Planning Commission until the 13th, and I I believe Mark that it's not going to get action that night. So I think between now and the next meeting, Vice Chair and I will explore how to get that green light and we'll come back on the 13th 
and then we'll decide how to handle Brian. Add. And and Briggs, the answer, I don't think it's everyone, every single one that comes through will will want a second touch, but certainly if we can set the precedent with Prime Ag, we can choose how to go back and ask for another touch on things in the future. Um, I will, from a disclosure perspective, let you know that Kevin and I, I think we have a monthly scheduled meeting with chair just to talk about SOC issues. For 2024, the January point didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we think we have one. We yeah, think we have one on the schedule for March. <laughs> um, actually, we had it in December, late December, and we didn't get the one before this meeting. So, um, so I think we can. We're looking to have a little bit more input and direction, you know, from the chair's office as we do more meetings with the SOC through this year. So. We'll see where all that goes. So I guess um, you know, I've never been shy about just busting ahead. So um, <laughs> I do think that maybe you can use that opportunity and say we feel that we should as a group feel that we should be involved more at the end. Each applicant, each um, amendment is going to be different. You can point out maybe we try this to, you know, this is be a kind of crazy one. I'm not sure how we come up with a census here. We may not be able to. But days. I think the ability to try to come up with I, one could be important. I think it was, that's really where I was going to and saying I think it's a good opportunity to try to do that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I, mean, I think staff, maybe once again, to talk about a, sort of the second touch process with, with us. This is your chance to say candidly how. I really think there's value there and other groups that we work with, um, in particular the Heritage Commission, quite often will either formally put a letter that they send to the board before meetings or someone will get off track to go and speak on their behalf. Um, they're all subject to the old bylaws. Their bylaws are very unique because they were set up a long time ago with this hope that they would be sort of like quasi-governmental and what needs staff support and all these things that didn't come to fruition. So their bylaws are very expansive. So they're blatantly authorized to comment on a number of things. Um, but functionally, I don't see a, any harm in Zach commenting to the commission or the board, letting them know as things have changed since you released it, um, you know, you do have an issue with a change that was made or you see a way to improve something. And I think you'll do that a little bit when it came to the rewrite. That was its whole, a whole different piece. So we don't want to duplicate some certain parts of that process. Um, and, and Bridge, to go back to your point, I mean, here's this, here's a process where a subcommittee was put together, narrowed it down to what two or three issues that couldn't agree on. So it's even gone through a further process to refine down what are the what are the outstanding issues. I think if because I could get a consensus on something like that, it, it could be. Help data plan. Hey, hey, Mike. Let me. So let me just throw in a perspective here. So I mean, I, look, I I totally agree with the intention, right? Um, and and I'm I'm I'll speak as somebody who's on a governing body, right? So like when we do zoning ordinance stuff in our town, which is not the same as the county, but it's sort of you know we have the same structure, right? We have a subcommittee that does the first pass at things. Then we go to the planning commission. They do public hearings. 
and and all that kind of stuff, right? And that informs and whatever. And then it comes to the council and we vote on it. The council set that policy and that process up very deliberately that each body gets its opportunity to do whatever. And each one of those bodies has a hierarchy, right? The subcommittee is below the planning commission. The planning commission is the empowered authority to have hearings and to do all that stuff. And then it goes to the council. I think the the trap here is you then have a subordinate committee coming in after the planning commission, which is the committee of of record and the one of the highest authority before the elected body now opining over top of them that could create some issues around who is actually the highest authority to speak on this who goes last before the elected body the second thing is our role was defined by the board And if we as a body want to look at our bylaws and our role and make recommended changes, I'm all in for that. This has nothing to do with Prime Ag Soils. Prime Ag Soils is bringing up uh, an element that could happen again in the future that, hey, there's some that are very important we might want to have a second look at. We're not authorized to do that. Our role is very well defined. And if we want to change, again, this is not about the prime ag soils. It's about our role. If we want to go outside the bounds of our role, our authorizing documentation and authority needs to be changed and it needs to be a discussion and be deliberate, not ad hoc one off. And I know if I was on the planning commission, I'd be a little annoyed by that because the role of Zoc was to advise the planning commission, not advise the board. We serve the planning commission. We don't serve the board and the board may be in the same place that, no, I want the last input to be planning commission because the county has, what, 47 different boards. You know, you open that floodgate, what kind of what kind of, um, you know, do loops do you create? So I I think we need to be and I think you and Kevin meeting with chair is a great idea. But I. If we're going to if we want to advocate for this, we should advocate for it as a body, as a change to our bylaws. OK, so we'll before the next meeting, we'll review the bylaws and we'll do a little bit of exploration on that. And we'll put this as a line item stepping into the next agenda. We'll report back out. I think yeah, that I was going to say, I echo a lot of what uh, uh, Bridge says there. I think that's really insightful. You know, road committees are kind of a, a problem. For any uh, elected body, I think, um, but but I would say also what what I sense is is we're kind of the the hammer hunting for a nail, you know, when it, when it comes to how we go about things. So my recommendation is in your meetings with with, with chair that you kind of just reinvigorate. You know, I think the the ordinance itself was this big beast, right? And 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 they knew that they needed all the help they could get to to digest that thing, right? And I think after that, now it's kind of we're a little bit lost in the shuffle. And I think it's almost kind of a reminder to them, like, hey, we're here. We're, we're, you know, an advisory board that's itching to do something. You know, don't forget about us and give us some work. You know, we've got a lot of people that came out this morning, as an example. And I mean, we're, we're doing a good job of chatting through something. But I mean, in terms of substance, a little bit, taking some of your flavor there, you know. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, I, you know. 
I totally agree with with Bridge. Hopefully, you know, you take that under advisement. Just don't start calling me the This is going to somewhat bring it back to what Jim was bringing up, but maybe tee up Dan's next comments. So, Zor is done. Primax Soils is, is unique. But last night, there was the first project plan put out for the first 2024 Zoan. And looking at it, it has the board check-in in July and then ZOC review and stakeholder engagement August to November. After that comes town hall. After that is agency reviews, which is more detailed, and then evaluation revision. So it's whether or not in this project plan, the envisioned role of ZOC to remain engaged throughout the entire time to touch all those other steps or only be at the front end with the stakeholders, which is what we had just said was the problem. Right. So, Dan, Colin, what was the, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're done. So, we're not done. okay, so very quickly. I, I happen to have a copy of the bylaws, and the bylaws do say that the purpose of the committee shall be to support the planning commission, the board of supervisors, and Loudoun County staff. So the bylaws do say that we are, and then when you go further, it says the objectives of ZOC shall be to support and act in an advisory capacity to the commission, board, and Loudoun County staff. So I do think that there is the opportunity for us. I, 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 I appreciate that there is some, some opportunity there. That said, I want to be involved later. And I also have a little bit of PTSD from SOAG meetings when we would be given information, maybe Kevin does too, we would be given a packet of information and in a meeting have to like, quick, let's just all move super, super quick and, and throw something over there. So it might be a bridge too far, but I feel like I should say it, which is if we are going to be given an opportunity to comment later, we need to recognize as a committee, it might be an additional like additional work and hopefully that there is some consideration from the board and whoever else is seeking our input that the more it can be more valuable if we have a longer lead time. Like we don't just show up at a meeting having gotten the information five days before and now all of a sudden we've got to all suss out what our what our direction and our I think it's going to become very difficult as because this is a balanced group to suss out what our recommendation is if we're not given enough time to to consider review, et cetera. So it's touch I was just going to add to, I think that in your discussions and everything, I think if we get to the end and we're starting to be hassle policy, that's just yeah. poor direction. But our eyes, because we have such a diverse group on amounting to the filing of the text, would be lacking very, very often. So I think it's two things. I mean, I certainly don't want to go backwards. So it's gone through that whole process, all those people have that input, but like us, so at the tail end also help and say anything. Okay, just hand up. That, it's Matt. That Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know that it makes a difference, but when Mark was given a summary of the vote by the planning commission, it sounded like there was there was some dissension, but there were some alternative motions. And I guess where I'm going with it is when you have a vote, Primag is different, right? It has been different a little bit in terms of the process. But when you have a vote like that, does that open the door for us to go back to say, can we clarify either positions on the motions? Because I know, Mark, I don't know if it's helpful to rehash, but you said it was a 4-3 vote. 
and the people who were dissenting weren't dissenting on the motion. They were dissenting on, I can't remember exactly what your language was. I, I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but I, I feel like because this isn't a clear cut um, vote, or even the planning commission came out. I don't think it was, I mean, it was a four, three vote, right? I mean, that's a close vote. Does that, does that change anything? Does that make it a unique case? Does that give us a, a little more, um, a, not authority, but does that give us, uh, the ability to go say, Hey, we'd like to help clear, clear the air, provide opinion to, to try to, uh, make it more clear. In my opinion, I don't think it really changes anything so much or opens, you know, opens a door or requires that action, whatever. And I think moving forward, it may be something when we go to the board public hearing, you know, to discuss these issues. Again, I'm thinking they're gonna go to TLOC. We could then, you know, maybe inquire of the board if they would like so ask input on those specific issues uh, that are outstanding. And that's something that you know they're going to direct us to do that before going to TLOC. That could maybe one approach that we could and that is in our bylaws that the board and planning which can ask us to work. Yes. Did you ask the question? Well, I'll touch on whatever I okay. go back. Uh, yes, I was trying to. Right. So is that, are we done with that soils? I think we have our direction. We'll, we'll be back in March. All right. Well, I know most of the faces here, but if you don't know me, I'm Dan Lindo, the director of planning and planning. Uh, I was asked to give you all an update on our work plan that the board authorizes um, as of about two years ago, we go essentially quarterly to the board to give them updates on projects that are in process um, to potentially recommend additional projects be added to the work plan. Um, and it was a while for them to tell us to stop working on something that previously been told to work on and move on from there. So uh, this past year, we've gone in July, We've gone in November, and then we just took an item back, the second business meeting, January. That was our first work plan after the rewrite was adopted. Uh, some of y'all's comments, I think part of the reason that you feel like you haven't had a lot to do is because consciously we had strongly advised the board to stop giving us more work to do that would have been in front of y'all okay, so that we could get the rewrite done. So I don't think you'll feel like there's not enough work to do in the, in the next few months. Um, the way that we break down the work plan is typically there are three tables in the item. There's the zoning work plan, community planning initiatives work plan that's for historic projects, and then one for non-historic projects. There were a number of things that were recommended by the planning commission when we were working through the rewrite, as well as um, things that have just come up from the board or from the public as we were working through the door the past few years, and we incorporated essentially everything that was a, a significant project that was requested into this work plan that was adopted by the board. So starting with the zoning work plan, um, Prime Ag is our last holdover that was in process, as you know. So we're working on getting that document updated to uh, match the new ordinance to where it can be implementable because of the ordinance force for revised 93 at the time. Um, but we're hoping that the board will to take action essentially prior to June this year, see if they, what they say once they actually evaluate it. The next three projects um, on that work plan are what we're going to be spending most of the time on in the near future as a department. 
The first is the data center standards and locations. Um, it, as well as the Western Loud and Rural Uses and Standards projects are going to be dual conference plan amendments and zoning ordinance amendments. So instead of doing a conference plan amendment, working on policy for a year, year and a half before getting something adopted and then going back and having the same conversations back to, to put the, the text that implements that policy into place, our hope is that the policy gets created and as soon as there's agreement on what that policy should be, the text get for the zoning ordinance gets put in place right there afterwards. You can view both of them simultaneously. You know what the, the connection there is. Because um, one of the things that we have run into a lot is that we will get to the tail end of a project and, oh, there's a good idea to address something in would have been a different article before, Article 6 or Article whatever. There hadn't been any guidance from the ROYA to do that. There wasn't potentially conference plan guidance that would support that. We ran into that a lot with the rewrite about certain things. But the plan was either just too generic or didn't comment on a topic that there was a desire to do more work on. So we're hoping that by combining those things, it gives the community a better opportunity to see the underlying policy, the actual text, about how that would be implemented, and be able to evaluate those things and give us direct feedback all at once so that we're not going through and, and also trying to avoid the the tendency we have as a community to take second and third bites of the apple. Once the policy is adopted, you would think that everyone sort of understand that that's where the implementation route is going to go, but quite often we end up having the same conversations again whenever we break them down into different projects. Uh, so for the, the data center standards and locations, that's been a convoluted path this past year. Um, TLUC did work on that topic a couple of years ago to the point where they made recommendations, particularly about mapping. Uh, took those, those recommendations to the board, the board endorsed them. And we just did not have the capacity to move forward and actually put those, those things into writing and into maps that get adopted into the general plan, nor into any actual zoning work yet. So um, last year, May, I think, I have to go back and look at the item, I've got all the dates in there, but. Essentially, the board um, requested that we look at doing the mapping the general plan earlier. We put an item together for them, uh, came back with the project plan, then they decided to go back and combine, recombine them again. So last night was our fourth or fifth time from the board about that topic. And we're hoping to, to basically do that project starting now within approximately a year and a half. Um, but because of the history of that project last night, the board also gave us direction to create a separate schedule that would just allow um, the general plan place type maps and then also changes to the, the placement of data centers in the place type use categories as well as converting three districts where it's currently by right to make them special exception uses on a faster track um i was working on motions all day yesterday and even even last night i was still surprised by that second part so I don't know the effect of the effect on the schedule of all that just yet. But what we told the board is that we will be coming back with the work plan update in April. We will give them an update then on the details of the schedule as we work that out, as well as some of the other guidance that they gave us and things they want us to look into. We're going to evaluate what we can and can't do, um, especially with data centers and, and uh, high voltage power line concerns that are going on in the community right now. Some things under state code we can touch on, some we can't. Some we can't now, we might be able to in the future, depending on what's happening with bills in general assembly right now. So uh, there's a lot of moving parts and we need to be able to tell them 
we're going to be able to work with with your guidance on these things this other stuff we can't do for these different reasons um so that'll be that's with that project plan approved last night that will be the first thing more than like of, of these larger projects that comes back to you quality um to rich's earlier point and some that y'all tacked on to it's my opinion that in the past few years especially since i've been uh, close to seven years now our projects especially our big projects spend too much time on early public input to the extent that people just comment on things and they're not responding to anything so we talk around in circles we don't really come to consensus because we do have so many different viewpoints so moving forward to the best extent that we can we will be having staff prepare a draft that people can respond to much earlier in the process so while we might still come to a SOC or air commission or other groups and ask for some sort of informal opinions i can't perceive in the near future anytime we will be coming and talking for five or six months about things just to get your general thoughts so then we can go and write a plan policy or an ordinance event um, i just i don't think that's very efficient i think that goes to part of y'all's point that you specifically not the best use of your time so for data center specifically what came up last night we our intention had been that the staff would put together drafts that we take back for board check-in in july that will not be common practice for these projects but with data center specifically the board's opinions about a number of specifics of uh, their locations their appearance the where power concerns how they should be handled all of that has changed since even that TLUP guidance that the board endorsed and I personally don't know where majority of them stand and I told them that last night so our intention was to go in for a check-in get them to essentially bless or at least generally bless our drafts and then move forward by coming to you going out to the public holding a town hall putting things online for people to comment on uh, but they want to move fast especially particularly on that but I'd say for this board, sense that I'm getting, and I think County Admin would say the same, is across the board, they want our projects to move faster. That's not necessarily going to, to work well with y'all's desire to be more deliberate and have more time to do things. And so we will have to try to figure out the best way to make those two desires kind of mesh up. Um, so right now, the, the intention is still to have what we intended that project to be all done by next June. But as I said, we're going to have to go back and look at the schedule and see um, if there's going to be any effects. For example, I, I think because they added more onto going to the commission earlier, it's going to be the same staff preparing those staff reports as we'll be working on the other details. So we may have to take a pause on some of the other things, focus on the map, focus on those other changes that were requested, get that through the, the commission and board, and then go back to the other items that we were hoping to touch on from a policy and regulatory standpoint but we'll just have to wait and see um western lab rural uses and standards zoam cpam is the other major project came, coming out of all of the work we did on the rewrite and we will be taking a project plan for that to the board in march our we're shooting for the first business meeting in march uh, but we have three that we're taking in March. And so actually at 11, I've got a meeting with um, board and PC leadership to kind of discuss among other things, how they want to handle that. If they want to have three project plans at once and it really suck up a lot of energy in a meeting, or if they prefer to bring one one meeting and two to the other, 
can figure that out. But our intention is to get that kicked off uh, very soon, get the board's agreement on scheduling and content of what they want us to focus on there, and then move forward. Fourth item on the work plan is um, it's it's titled the zoning ordinary right adjustments number one, um, but essentially it is an opportunity for any errors that were inadvertently included in the rewrite to be corrected as soon as possible. And I put into the work plan a cutoff date of April, just four months from adoption. Anything we find that's beyond a Scribner's error that we feel like we need to be addressed, we're going to take that package, wrap it up, take it to the board immediately, and then we'll start a new list of additional things if we find any more. Hopefully we don't, but we'll see how that goes. We, we just want to be able to make those changes on a quick basis so that we're not um, inadvertently causing any harm that wasn't intended with, with any decision made during the rewrite process. Question about that? I don't want to interrupt your flow, but is, this, is it okay to ask? So is that something that is purely just staff driven? Hey, you're, you're, you're constantly kind of coming to Mark for clarification and, and things like that, and these are things that need to be clarified, or is there an opportunity for stakeholder input on that? Or, because, or is the stakeholder input only applicable when we're responding to a specific project? I mean, how, how can we help with that? I think is my question. No, and I think that could be a, a good thing for y'all to look at in the next couple of months is if you if you do run into error or errors, areas where you're not clear on the language, things like that, it would be good for us to know. Ultimately, what gets included is going to be a staff decision, but we'd be definitely interested to hear any any additional feedback y'all have on that. I was going to have a similar comment, French. I, it would be helpful to me anyway, uh, and I don't know if Zach is the right way to do this or what for us to understand the best way to provide those things. I know I've had some conversations with staff members asking questions like, how does this work in connection with this? And my understanding is, is that those folks have then had a conversation with Mark. Um, but but to, to Rich's point, like I, there's the informal, I could keep calling those staff members or there's a more formal process for, for identifying those places where when you just read the language, you're like, this doesn't, this, this conflicts with each other. You're hearing it. And I know Mark probably knows about something that we've had conversations about. Like, they're not intended to, they're not changing anything. They're just going, hey, this is a formal way to do it, or should we just and continue to informally share those with staff members? I'd say we'll just talk about it and we can send out an email to all the files. But we, what we've been doing informally is as things pop up, um, Mark, Judy, Brian, and others have been just making notes of that and keeping a running list of those things for us to, to wrap up into this eventually. One so, other, one of the, I'm sorry, okay. one other question is I understand is that that's what's holding back us posting the ENCODE plus version of it, getting some of the scrivener's errors corrected. That could be right, that could be wrong. My, my, rec, my, my uh, request is, is that when we get to the point where we're posting something in ENCODE plus, for those of us that are working with the PDF versions that are online, if we can do it, uh, have accessible uh, a redline version so that we know what changes were made or not, as opposed to having to go through that, but like through all the provisions, it would be super helpful to know what the, like in a, in a compiled area, these were all the scrivener's errors that we, that we corrected so that we, you know, we have a sense as, as to what was fixed. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll make a request, and I mean, we've had Mark and I have had meetings on some projects recently, and, and I, I feel like I'm trying to help you because the answer always is, well, Mark will just have to look at that on a case-by-case -case basis, and that's not realistic. I don't think you want that either. Can we, as Zoc, as as a committee, just have an open like email to Ryan with a headline that say, 
Zor, Zor conflict, and then that's the running tally from our group. I mean, because these things come up 4.30 on a Thursday, right. a staff member comes to me and is like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And all we can say is, I don't know either. I have an interpretation. Staff might have something different. And the only avenue is to reach out to you and without any kind of direction. I don't know that we that you want to open this up to Loudoun County, but as I think of the committee here, I think we should have the right to and hopefully be helpful to you to just kind of funnel in some questions when they come up, whenever they, they are, and then you evaluate them at the end of the month or at the in April 24th or whatever the date was here. Uh, something like that. Is that possible? I mean, I think we, as Dan said, we probably talk about it internally and then kind of get back to you all about maybe fix the most efficient way to do that. And I like working for one that just to have it a more formal, official, official data to do that. We don't want things lost in an individual staff member's you know, box or anything. So we need to kind of Agreed. And I'm, I'm just worried that multiple, more than multiple people are having asking the same questions of staff, and that's not efficient for your time. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're working with Kyle right now, who's doing a great job trying to hash out some nuances with the risker buffer and like what, how does this really supposed to, to apply? You guys are probably part of those conversations, and it's been great. He's been responding within 24 hours as we sort of try to iron it out. But, you know, Bill could ask those same questions next week, and do you want to replicate that process? So I'm just trying to think of efficiency for everyone's time when yeah. no one wants to answer the same question 10 times. Uh, yeah, yep. So you get those two. Either or. I mean, if y'all like, the, as an example, if y'all like to talk about this in March and, and send something to us collectively, we're happy to hear it. If y'all have individual things, we'll think that way too. I think we just need to figure out if we set up a a separate email account or form online, something that we can, that we multiple staff have access to if we don't have things siloed where we can end up missing something. Okay, so you said you guys wanted to go back and talk about it. Staff, you Michael. We're only talking to <laughs> I only want them to hear. Stephanie, give me a favor at our next, at our next leadership meeting. Why don't you walk, one of you come back to our next leadership meeting and talk about how you all looked at it. And maybe this morphs into an agenda item every month for Zach. We get the latest of what's come in. So everybody can kind of send me a picture of what's come in. We can add to it, comment on it, do whatever, and just sort of have that on our agenda for the next couple of weeks. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scrivener area. Scrivener errors. Are they live? In other words, you find something and you change it? Going through a process to uh, I think of ENCODE's lesson. What I heard was it'll be online and wording can change. And I think they're doing it for when it, when it goes to ENCODE, everything then that was a scrivener's error will show up then. It's yeah. not being done to yes. and, and if that's the case, how does that happen in the future? Let's say we get it on in June and then all of a sudden there's five more in August. Will it be lively? I mean, I think it'll be the same way, just kind of report it to staff and we'll look at it to determine whether in fact it's a scrivener error or whether it's report action. Sometimes those are thin lines. Okay. But then scrivener errors will be made, like I said, live. Yeah. Once you decide that, then it will just go in the computer. You haven't made any changes to the PDFs that are awesome. Okay. I'll say for somebody like me, like because we don't have access to lots and I go to meetings and I don't have Wi-Fi for solid coverage, 
I'm using, I'm working off of what's there. It would be great if you could go, look, we've, that, we've made a whole bunch of Scrivener error changes so that I know that whatever version I'm, I've downloaded and have a hard copy of is now out of date. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person who's old and needs paper copies. Well, that's how much we'll be done. Real quick. Well, so I'll briefly mention that the two other things that remain on the Zoan work plan for the uh, Buckland Overlay District, which we are working with DD on. Um, and probably when we go back in April, we will be proposing to get that started sooner than later with significant DD help, or won't be much of a look for us. And then um, sort of our protection, which came from a BMI from Supervisor Turner a few years ago. So the longest um, list of projects is for our community planning initiatives that aren't for, for non-historic subjects. We currently have the St. Louis Village Plan. Um, it's out for, out for review. I think the deadline for people to get back to us is supposed to be tomorrow. Um, but essentially, we'll be taking that to the Planning Commission in March and then going through the formal process with the commission from there. So we have not seen that both lots. It's not our intention to okay. appear with the policy. Okay. Uh, purchase development rights program we've been working on sort of off and on in the background that we took to um, finance a few months back. At this point, we are, as a staff, not really doing anything with it. We're waiting until the board gets the budget discussions and they determine if they want to fund that project program or not. Uh, as part of that, staff has proposed three positions, two in failing the zoning, and one BND that would be that would be needed to fully implement it. And beyond the funding for that, the board also need to determine how much funding they would actually want to put into the actual purchase of those rights. And so I don't have a clear answer on any of that. So we're going to get to the, the budget talks and see where they end up on that. Um, so it's possible that if the budget's adopted without it, that we just are done working on it, at least for now, or they put it in the budget and then we will come back to them within a couple of months. Or the, the item to actually implement the ordinance and to create a PDR group and all of that so we could implement that program. Uh, the next items on the that work plan are also data centers and question loud and when they cross responsibilities and we have two project managers from different divisions and could call both tables. Um, the fifth item is the five-year review CBAN. So the state code requires a five-year review of the comprehensive plan. Functionally, any CPAM we do counts. There's not really a, a certain box you have to check. But for this review, we propose to the board that we will uh, tackle some sort of low-hanging fruit or things that are coming up repeatedly in our referral process. So uh, TLA can also look at especially criteria for certain compact neighborhood to be utilized and move other a couple of other plate sites a few years back. That's been sitting there without anyone available to work on it. It's going to be incorporated. We're going to work on incorporating additional references to and, and content from the Amendment Housing Strategic Plan. Uh, go back and look at the description of infill, the definition of infill, and how the plan captures thoughts related to that. Uh, something that came out of the rewrite process was the need for additional policy about repurposing buildings, how the county would like to encourage that, how it would like to handle the things of that nature. So that will be included. Uh, that will also have a project plan going to the board in March to just show them the, the details of what we're proposing to do. Uh, 
a number of those things are either things that have been vetted previously through some fashion or all or are relatively minor changes. So we're not proposing a real expansive public outreach process, but we will definitely have an opportunity for people to provide comments on uh, those topics and any individual line of text from, from a policy standpoint. Another one that will be going with the project plan is rural restored village classifications, um, CPAM. We're hoping that that's a relatively minor project where essentially we will just be creating a proposal for certain criteria that are created so that we can firmly classify what is a village, what is no longer a village, maybe goes into another category and what have you. So that ultimately we as a staff and, as, and the board knows how many villages will need small area plans. There are 12 villages in the plan right now. We're working on St. Louis. Luckett's is another one on there that's previously been in the work plan, but there are 10 others. I don't believe that all of them are villages anymore. I don't believe all of them are, are worthy of having small area plans, uh, especially over other projects that we need to be tackling as a staff. But knowing whether we ultimately have 14 villages or nine is good to know from, from their standpoint so we can work it into our um, workload expectations and also be able to tell them if we need additional consultant help. Some board members really want to dive into that, tackle it, get it done very quick. Others aren't worried about it, so we just need to be able to give them all the information for them to determine how they want to handle it in what time frame. Hey, Ryan, I, I got a quick question on that. When you said they want to know, who's the they? About the number of villages? Yeah. Uh, staff, so that I can tell the board if we need to do 10 additional small area plans or six or 14. We need to have an idea of how much of a project we're looking at if we're trying to do small area plans for all of the individual villages. Okay, um, I'm going to throw out a quick recommendation here. Um, the county right now defines, I think it's that there are 14 villages in Loudoun. And the people who live in those villages, I think that's the number, I could be wrong. The people who live in those villages, that's not something that's just planning and zoning, that's emotional. That is personal. It's it's a part of who they are and their identity. I would be very, very careful about making recommendations to the board about, you know, somebody no longer being a village with with without touching those communities or whatever the right thing is. I, I, I wouldn't do it in a staff vacuum. And we won't. There, there will be outreach to, the, to those communities okay. uh, for sure. The, the The main thing that we. Have, have been able to determine looking back on this is that those 12 villages uh, outside of the ones that were in the suburban policy area that changed classifications with the, the newest general plan, they have not been looked at, scrutinized, touched in about 40 years. The boundaries of them are the same, whether they match, whether they, they match VCOT or not, whether they match other zoning district boundaries, um, whether they, those boundaries are relevant to, to the facts on the ground, some buildings have been demolished. Other buildings have been added in those villages. So we need to look holistically at all of those to see what makes sense. But it, it will not just be staff going to the board and saying we recommend taking three villages off this list without having opportunities for the community to provide them. But no, no, I get you. I get you because I think you know one of the comments you made was you know your goal is to reduce the number. You guys should go in with no preset. No, it's not to reduce the number. It's just to have certainty about the number. I, I got it, but you, the word reduce was used. So I, I just, you know, you, that's that's the type of word it'll scare people. So just trying to be careful. Sure. Yeah. Is number five, this or six, the this 
effort of classification, what Dave McCarthy's effort is, or is that a separate? So at this time, Dave McCarthy does not formally have uh, any project management responsibilities for any of these. Um, we have been discussing with him whether he would be someone that we could use to do the, the smaller plans in general. For this CPAM, Jennifer Moore will be the project manager for it. Um, they will be helping out, but um, this is a, a first step to get to get certainty about the number of villages we have so that we can then go to the board and discuss what a larger project to touch all of those villages looks like and how quickly they want it back. So this one says fall of 2024, that would be the start date for this classification CPAM. Is that the way? We will be taking a project plan in March to start it with hopes that, again, it should be a relatively small Let's change. Uh, but fall, the, the way that these, uh, I have these, you know, falls essentially fourth quarter of the year, fall goes through December. Our seasons don't quite line up well, but just how we have it. So whatever is being done to investigate or work with the villages as a precursor to this being finalized is something that would be a parallel effort. It's not this effort. Jennifer versus Dave. So the, yes, this is a precursor to doing additional small area plans for villages that like we're doing for St. Louis and Lunkins. Right. But it would be a, a, ideally it'll end up being a, a pre-planned larger project with some certainty about which one's the next one coming on the list. <laughs> I, would, I would just add on to what Bridge said that um, words really do matter um, and that Maybe thinking about it more like which villages needed a, a full small area plan process, not to say that they're not villages, but that they may not need as much. Maybe they do. Maybe they all do. But I think that that's what Bridge might be trying to um, convey, that nobody wants to be told they're not a village. Some echo of that, but um, also what is being used to define a village? What is the parameters that is being considered? That's what this project is going to be doing. That's so it's being drafted. What's going to be considered a village? I would just be very, very. There's a lot of room for people to be very upset that their village somehow didn't qualify as a village. I understand, and I'm pretty sure that's why we haven't looked at this the past 40 years. <laughs> so we, we will. Ryan, why not? You had so much free time. Well, that is it. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, we, we're sensitive to that. Uh, I think, you know, you all know Jennifer Moore, I, the supervisor, will be working on this too. So we, we have, we know the sensitivities. Um, that's not to say we won't end up making some people upset with where we fall on things. Though. So we're going to work through it. We'll be open. Um, and we'll go from there. She's a great choice. So lucky. So when, when St. Louis ends um, with the board, hopefully in the spring, I've, I've committed that we'll bring the project plan from Luckett's at that time. So there's some overlap between those projects, one ending, one kicking off, and the board can appoint people to um, the task force that we created for that planning process, because that kind of slowed us down. We spent two or three months kind of waiting for that that group to get pointed and then meet. 
So it's one of the ways to try to speed things up. It's one of the things we're proposing. Um, the two items that don't have any sort of starting or completion date would be community scale solar facilities and source water protection again. So hopefully we'll be able to get to them sooner than later, but we've already had seven projects on this list that would be either ongoing or, or active soon. So we're pretty much maxing out staff capacity at this point. The last table uh, and the smallest is for our historic community planning initiatives. The preservation equity initiative phase one is um, an update to the 2004 African-American Architectural Resources Study. Uh, we're hoping that that's done this month. Heidi has been going back and forth with consultant on edits, analyzing that. We are also kind of in a holding pattern with the Courthouse National Historic Landmark designation. Uh, the, the group at the National Park Service that, that makes recommendations about that did not meet for an extended period of time. So long that when they did meet, we were uh, in the second batch of, of applications to get in front of them. They just had such a backlog of things to get through. So May is when that group will be meeting. We've been told that we will be on that agenda uh, and we will hear their recommendation and we'll go from there. The second phase of the PEI uh, is going to be building off of to some degree what comes out of the update to that uh, architectural survey. But we are also also been working with um, the Office of Equity and some others to determine the best way to, to make recommendations to the board about that. So there's some work going on in the background. Um, we'll probably bring an item to the board within the next few months about how, what we were proposed to, to do with that and the remainder of the money that they had, had initially offered up to fund this project. But um, I don't have any strict details to give on that right, right now. The Courthouse Grounds Path of Freedom came out of the um, Heritage Commission's work on, on research and recommendations to rename the, the courthouse. Um, we have previously essentially made sure that as they were doing the construction, there would be space available for such a pathway, but everything's been on hold. Uh, we, I recently met with county administration and DTCI to talk about this project, the best way to handle it, whether they should take the lead, whether we should take the lead, et cetera. Um, so Heidi's doing some, some work with our procurement office to uh, get some more information, kind of figure out the best way forward about obtaining a consultant that would help lead the um, a public conversation about all of that. So it's not prioritized just yet in the work plan, but hopefully we'll be prepared to be able to tell the board either in April or hopefully at the latest of the next update to the July. We'll have a proposal with how we want to handle it, things of that nature. The last item on here is new and it's a big project. So uh, as I noted in the item that I sent to the board and told them, even though it's listed as number five, it's not because it's the least important, it's because it's so big that we need to get other things off of our plate to uh, be able to handle a true update to the heritage preservation plan. That document has not been updated since, I want to say it's 2009. Uh, it still references the revised general plan. There are numerous actions and policies in there that we have already implemented, other things that have kind of been overcome by events. So it needs a really thorough comb through, be able to take some stuff out, update things, definitely update maps and images. And it's just, it's going to take a fair amount of work with um, assistance from multiple divisions of the department, multiple departments. So I, I, whenever we are ready to kick that off, we will need some of these other things that kind of have been done so we have the staff capacity to work on. Right. Maybe more than you wanted, but that's, 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 every, that's what I wanted. Anybody have any questions? Uh, last night at the 
data center project plan. There were a number of public comments, but also comments from supervisors Turner, Laterno, and Briston, I believe, about disconnects between policy areas and zoning districts that currently allow data centers. And my observation was that there was one that was not discussed at all, and that is that in the rural policy area, there is a PDGI parcel just north of Bristolville, surrounded by JLMA. And when you look at data centers are not permitted in the rural policy area. However, when you go to, and I have to look it up, table, I think it's 3.0305, it says that all locations of PDGI allow data centers. So that means there's a disconnect. And by not having the project plan reference the rural policy area, that could be missed. The, is, the issue is that, that that's an existing right out there. So by taking away by right, making it special exceptions, what you're directed to do last night, it would at least put that in place. But since, since GI is out there, GI is out there. We can't treat that parcel differently than GI and other policy original right. locations. So it, it's not intended to be an, an oversight, but it's not a focus because there's really nothing that we can do about it beyond looking at it holistically by by place type and by zoning district. Is it by right without something? Like without it's by right. Yeah. It's, it was mapped that way. Yeah, it's been that yeah, way by the county. So is there any possibility that other rezonings would then allow that in the rural policy area? I'm just looking at the comments last night of disconnect and by not having the rural policy area discussed in that project plan, will you be missing that in the effort? I don't think so, because the staff would never, if, if someone came with an application for that, staff would never recommend that it get accepted. People can ask whatever they, they want to ask for, and it's ultimately the board's decision, but we have, there's nothing in the plan right now that would lend itself to encouraging that being in those locations. And anytime, a few times, anyone's even brought it up, we've always said that that's not something that staff will ever support. And generally, if not always, again, the board has also given that guidance before people have ever formally done things typically. So uh, I don't think there's really a need to focus on that. I know a couple of comments last night said that the some document needs to explicitly say that they're not allowed. I disagree. The issue with starting to list individual uses where they're not allowed is what happens with the next use you don't like that's not listed. If you start listing some, it sort of implies, well, what about this other one? If we get into these games of, of words and language. Uh, so I don't see that there's a flaw or a hole there. That one parcel is problematic. It's brought up relatively frequently. So if the board ever wants to proactively rezone it, then that'll be their decision. They'll give us the, the guidance to, to do that. Sure, on top of it. Any questions for Dan? So let's just chat a little bit about how you want to update us. We had this line item on our agenda for status of work. I don't want to drag you to this meeting. So yeah. Oh, yes, we did. But you, maybe you guys can chat about that but on how we would update that agenda for status. So I, we can at least report out. I think it'll be easiest to give you an update quarterly after we okay. get to the board and you're there. Right, that's right. Give us any okay, yeah, but with once we're active on some of these projects, uh, you know, it, it should be easy for Mark or Ryan or someone to be able to give you updates, especially if there's anything relevant to you okay. that staff's anticipating having their draft ready for y'all until you next month. Or we know we said next month it's going to get pushed by a month, but just give us some updates of that nature. 
without going to the whole closing. It's, it's almost like two things. It's what's coming and what's here. Right. So we'll have two different paths of that we're working on. So okay. let's see. Let's see. One more question. Go ahead. Sorry, I wasn't listening at the beginning. <laughs> what is to, me or, to me or to Dan? <laughs> Dan. <laughs> What's the status of this? Is the winner, is the board, is it the board adopted this? So the, plan? Work, the work plan I just went over, yes, that, that is what the board most recently adopted by motion. Um, and uh, it included the part about the, the PDR being to be determined because there was a lot of unnecessary discussion about having classified on the item. But um, yes, this, this is current. As of now, and so those types of updates you just spoke of start happening. Right. So we, we take the, we take the item quarterly to the board, January, April, July, October okay. is the intention. Sometimes it varies slightly. Um, so I, I think after we get all the next meeting after they have taken action on that would be the next time to give you an update on it. That's whatever's going yep. on. Okay. Yep. And then once you start staffing these, and I know some of the staff um, working on them and stuff. Updates become maybe regular. Yes, but definitely for the projects that are that are active and then we're going to be dealing with something text. So my question then to you, Michael, is can we put this table somewhere in our agenda? Sure. You know, and now there's just said more in the head. Thank you. Yeah, you were listening to both. Books. Okay. Did <laughs> 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 you get that right? Briefly, Dan, great update, and I also I just wanted to. Kind of conclude with I think the comment you made about cooking everything a little bit further before it's put out to the public. Fantastic, because yeah. I think you'll get much you'll get much more meaningful yeah. comment and feedback back. I, and I think it also matches the board's goals of kind of speeding these things up a little bit. So I think that's awesome. I think we'll be able to contribute more efficiently that way, and I don't think it'll work out better for staff. So that's a great start and great great uh, you know process. I think change the answer looking forward. Bridging on that, not bridge, but bridging on that. Um, you're shot out on January 16th, and what Supervisor Brisbane said last night is also extremely true by doing the draft text now because you've had years of input instead of trying to get that input over again. So when you do do the drafts, just asking, you will be basing it on a lot of the input that has been. Correct. Yes, I mean a, a lot of the things that are on the work plan right now are things that have been brewing for years. Brewing. So we 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 as a staff have heard about them formally, informally when we've been at the grocery store about it. <laughs> so we have a lot of background about it. If if the board ever throws something at us that's truly new or unique, that's not to say we won't go back out for some early input and sort of like we've done in the past. But right now, I think we've got a pretty good handle on a lot of these topics and and with. The formal envelope we received definitely during the rewrite process will utilize that as well. Thank you. So don't go to any grocery stores and pick up which is so one of the things that one of the reasons why we asked Dan to come in is to see the work plan. One of the things Co Hammer and I have been talking a little bit about <laughs> and Pauline sort of without any text pre pretext set up a little bit for um, Can I just sign myself up for something? No, 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 no. Okay. You triggered um 
we do have the abilities in our bylaws before Bridge asked to do subcommittees. And I think that we will see a movement to have subcommittee discussions about items. So there's just not once a month we're coming up here and getting a package a week ahead of time and starting things. And our goal has been to work with staff a little bit in terms of how to tee those up. So you may be getting some random emails in between meetings saying who wants to be on this subcommittee just so we can figure out how to staff those and have some work done other than sitting in this room once a month and talks about it. So that's that's another thing that's in the process. Um, the only thing that I'm sorry I didn't put on the agenda today and I think I'm allowed to talk about. Uh, the other things in our bylaws is we're supposed to do um, an update to the board by June every year on work plan that we never do, have never done, uh, or the, the previous chair never did. Um, and I do want to do that this time. I do want to go in and, and give them an update. It ties into sort of where I started today, which is Zach being more upfront to do things. So it's not a line item, obviously, for our February meeting, but before we get to June, we're going to have some discussions about that line item in our bylaws and how we want to address that and probably talk a little bit more about it in March, try to set something up in April, get it back to everybody by May and June, and then have it to the board by that June. So that's that is a bridge in the bylaws that we're gonna we're gonna try to implement. So other than that, I don't have anything else except for our upcoming meetings unless somebody else wants to put something on the table. Well, it's not something else, but we had a lot of discussion at the front end, and I guess I'm just not quite sure on terms of the process. You all are going to talk with um, leaders and find out if our additional input is welcome. We and where it could happen. And where it could happen. And so I guess the question of... Um, Going back to the prime soils question, then how does that lead? Where does that leave us in terms of? You'll get an answer for that as well because the public hearing is March. So would we do it for the public hearing? And if we were going to do that, do we have time to do it? Unless if we don't um, have a heads up to be ready to come in and right. do something. Right. So so we we can report out earlier as the direction goes based on some of her just comments about bylaws and colleagues and sort of take that into account. I think we can come back at the, that'll be a line item on the March meeting, which is before the 13th. So I still think we have an opportunity if we decide to do something at the 13th. And again, I think Mark's pretty spot on that there's not going to be action on the 13th. So I think then we're more after the 13th. We'll be able to. We'll, we'll let, we'll, you'll see. I mean, yes. you'll see there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll see where it goes. And then, you know, the extremes are, you know, stay out of it, Zach. We don't want to hear from you ever again on anything. So we're not doing anything. The other side is get in and tell us what you think. And then we'll, in March, we'll figure out a path to do that with, again, the placeholder and the meeting after that for the board. So that, that was my thought process. Okay, thank you. Anybody else? At you and Bridge, good. Okay, next meeting March 6th, 9:30. Good to see everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
Yeah. Thank you, sir. Okay, that's done.